0: Welcome to your Personal Branding Podcast with Bernard Kelvin Clive, your number one career and business podcast in Ghana, bringing you expert interviews and insights into personal branding, personal development, and publishing. Now, here's your host, Bernard Kelvin Clive.
1: Welcome to another edition of your Personal Branding Podcast. I'm your host, Bernard Kelvin Clive. Uh, My special guest today is Jonathan. Jonathan is a co-founder of PNG, an on-demand graphic design membership agency. Web agency. Jonathan, welcome to the Personal Branding Podcast show.
0: Bernard, it is an honor and a treasure, as you said uh, Uh, when we first started conversing. Uh, I'm happy to be here, man, and hopefully we could uh, provide some good value to your listeners.
1: Yo, it's a pleasure I treasure.
0: <laughs> oh, that's what you say. Yeah, it's a pleasure I treasure. Yeah, yeah. Jonathan,
1: <laughs> you, know, so you have an interesting background. Let's look at how you transition into entrepreneurship of your background, your story, and delve just delve deeper into our main subject of the day. So, who is Jonathan per se?
0: Yeah, sure, sure. So, um, you know, as an entrepreneur, uh, I've, I've always been that person that has went against the grain. Um has always went against whether it's like my parents tell me what to do at a young age. Um or I always just like looked at things differently than most people. And so I started my entrepreneur career at a very young age of like fourteen mowing lawns, which a lot of people do here in the United States. Um I also I've also ventured off into the corporate world where I worked for a company like Apple and um learned a whole lot from those two experiences. It kind of laid the foundation of who I am today and You know now growing Penji to what it is, um, had so much so much failure and very little success, and the highs are highs and the lows are lows. And you know here we are. I'd say, I'd say within my six-year, seven-year career of just being an entrepreneur, um, you learn a lot about yourself. You learn a lot about who you are as a as a man, who you are as a human being, Um, and you really get put to the test. uh, To all aspects of the imagination whether it's mentally physically um but with penji um it's it's never been more clear our journey our path what it is that we're doing how we're growing and i'm having the absolute time of my life i i'd say i'm i'm having the most fun i've ever had while <laughs> while working and in, in working on this project uh called penji
1: Awesome. So you started a first uh, entrepreneurial venture at age fourteen. Now let's let let's um um draw the curtains back a little bit. At age fourteen and now, um what are some few uh lessons you learned then which has become more useful in, in implementing Pengy now? At yeah. fourteen you
0: Yeah, so at fourteen you don't know anything. <laughs> you think <laughs> you think you know a lot, right? Everybody thinks when you're young you're like, I know everything, my parents aren't right, you know, yada yada yada. And so I'd say my my 14 year old self really learned how the importance of a dollar, like how hard you have to work in order to obtain a dollar. Because for me, I, I went and I mowed lawns in 90 plus degree heat every single day. Mm -hmm. And I wasn't getting paid until my job was complete. And so I understood what I had to do in order to obtain just a dollar. You know, I think we charge anywhere between $20 to $30 per lawn, maybe even 15. Um, (laughs) So if, if it it took us around, I'd say an hour or so to do one lawn, that's we're, we're making probably $7 (laughs) an hour between me and my, and my, my friend that was doing it with me. So, (laughs) When I had to spend money, I knew what I had to do in order to, mm. to make that. So if I wanted a Xbox or if I wanted um, a T-shirt, I would, I would equate everything like, okay, well, I have to do six lawns in order to do this. Mm-hmm. Is it worth it to do that? And I think that was at 14. I learned that very early on, and that taught me throughout my career to have a very tight budget. And live very minimalistic, um, and I wish more people cared about min- minimalism than they do all of these like nice cars and uh, they, mm-hmm. a lot of people like sharing things on social media because it looks yeah. cool. Um, mm-hmm. But you're not. It's not cool. What is cool is is having a successful f- friendships and families and. Mm-hmm. Um, and a successful company, not your success i find mm-hmm. I get more enjoyment out of the success of our team members, you know, like somebody in our office just got a uh, just got a new apartment like that 's to me way cooler than any car that I could ever drive or mm-hmm. any uh, watch that I could ever buy for myself
1: mm-hmm. So you learn the value of a dollar and how to equate that into business. And the, the, the success thing you shared here is so essential that you're, you're, you're looking at success just beyond yourself. It's not about me. It's about how am I helping the other person, my other co-workers or the other clients or customers, the value I'm bringing to you. That costs you more excitement it, and joy than wanting all this fancy or nice teas for myself. Awesome.
0: Yeah, absolutely.
1: Now, Jonathan, let's look at the subject for today. We're looking at how to, I mean… I mean grow your customer base on, on using scalable sales process. Um, how do you get started?
0: Yeah, Tell absolutely. You. Yeah, how do you get started? That's a that's a really good question. Um, so a, a way to get started is to stop making excuses for yourself. And I think a lot of businesses and startups believe that they need to have the best process in order to make themselves successful, or they need the best software in order to um, launch their product, or they have this desire where in order for them to be a millionaire and in order for them to be successful, they need to get a lot of funding, right? Mm-hmm. Like success is defined off of the number that you raised. And that couldn't be more crap, in my opinion, mm. you know, th- this is my opinion. So, um, <laughs> I'm going to write that down. Success means is based off the dollar that you raise. I think that's that mm. that could be pretty powerful to people. So, I'm gonna, yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna share that with my audience. I just wrote that down. Sorry. Um, awesome. But yeah, so I think if if you're gonna be doing if 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 you're going to um, grow a business. Start selling it once you have the idea in your head. You know, if you want to create an app that does reservations mm-hmm. for restaurants, well, go out and talk to these people that could be your customer. Find out if it's worthwhile. Find out if there's validation to your idea. Uh, what we did was, before we launched Penji, um, before we even came up with the, we, we had the idea, but we wanted to validate it. and. Mm-hmm. <laughs> What we did was we, we surveyed close to 150 people, and we said to them, is this important to you? you know, do you even care about this? If this were to be made into an existence, would you buy the service? And overwhelming majority of people actually said yes. So that wow. was a clear indication for us that, hey, there's a market here. There's somebody that's that, – there's people that would actually buy the service. And then it's just a matter of, okay, well, how do you get in front of those people in order for them mm-hmm. to buy it? And that's kind of what we did. So our first 200 customers were completely unscalable. We used things that were unconventional. We, we did cold calling and cold emails and, um, events, surveys, um, just using our network and referrals. I mean, there's so many things that we, that we did in order to obtain those customers. And it, it taught us a lot about our business and ourselves. Because mm-hmm. once you get these customers, the hard part is figuring out, okay, well, how did you get them? Right. So you have a hundred customers. Now you need to think about, well, where, where are they coming from? Right. What are they mm-hmm. doing to, um, who, how long did, they t- did it take in order for them to co- become a customer? Um, because now once you have that data and you find out where they're coming from, whether it's like a survey or whether it's like a Google ad or a Facebook ad, then you can look at the data and say, all right, I need to make a strategic business decision. And now it's based off of numbers and not just like off of ideas. Does that make sense?
1: Right. So the, the the first thing maybe you advise or you, you mention that there should be kind of ways to collect data around your product and service before you eventually launch to find out whether there's viable product or people really needed are they ready to exchange money for that product or service. And yes. that's what exactly you did to raise a first base of about one fifty two hundred 200 client and customers.
0: Yes, exactly. That's exactly what we did. We just we just talked to people. We got on the phone, we met them in person. Uh I remember the first customer that we ever got and I remember sitting I was in a Whole Foods in, uh, in where we are right outside Philadelphia and a uh, whole foods, just so everybody listening is quick background is owned by Amazon. It's like a huge, a huge retailer, um, in uh, a grocery store in America. And, um, basically what, what that is, is, uh, so we sat down with the person and I said to him, Hey, this is what we're thinking about. This is the price constraints. This is what we're going to do. Would you buy it? And he was like, dude, sign me up right now. And so that was our, it was on June 20th, I think, and of of 2017, of 2017, that was our first client. And then from there, it just went, it went on and on and on and on and on.
1: Wow. So, with with that said, how will a startup, let me tell you some of the processes and strategies you used. To also uh, move their business to the next level, you yeah. mentioned about surveys, you mentioned about cold calls, what are some other strategies that a startup or entrepreneur can utilize to be able to help them garner more customers and clients
0: yeah, so what I would do is once you start obtaining clients let 's just say it's ten twenty fifty for us like our we we need a large amount of customers in order to be to maintain profitability right so mm-hmm. for an agency. Like a marketing agency or a consulting agency, you could just use. You could just. You might need five clients for the year, in order to become successful, right? So it ultimately depends on the style of your business. But for us, we cataloged, and every time that a person signs up, we ask them a a quick question: Hey, how did you find out about us? Did you you find out about us via? Because like we're an online business, so we can ask surveys right or we can call them up if we so choose and we just ask them the simple question how did you find out about us like where did you come and we make them answer that question like there's mm-hmm. no way around it you have to answer that question <laughs> um and then once we find out where they came from then that's when um that's when we we plot it on a uh, on a on a sheet on a google sheet and we look at the data, and we say, "Okay, ten people came from here, a hundred people came from there and so once you 're able to look at that data and let 's just say a hundred people come from Facebook ads, then double your money on Facebook ads you know mm, or mm, triple mm, your money mm, on Facebook ads, or whatever the amount of money that you can um, that you can do if you 're getting clients from that particular source, screw everything else that you 're doing and only focus on that one thing because if you 're going to If you're going to dilute your time, right? So if you, let's, I'll just give you some numbers, right? Uh, 20 people sign up for Facebook ads, two people sign up for email marketing, and I will just use round numbers. 20 people for Facebook (laughs) ads, five people that sign up for email marketing. Um, and then like maybe 10 people sign up for, um, affiliates, right? Like partnerships. And then the other rest go to referrals. So, why would you spend all of your time spending wasting on figuring out how to send better emails if all of your customers are coming from Facebook ads? <laughs> right? Like why would you spend money mm-hmm. on email marketing and figuring out like the best process and the best procedure if all of your customers are becoming referrals? So, fo- mm. read the numbers, look at the numbers, analyze them and don't just do it just to do it. And then come back, look at yourself in the mirror and say, these are the numbers. This is what I need to do. It may not be pretty. You might have to you know, get your hands dirty a little bit, and you might have to reach out and call people. You call your clients up a little bit, um, but that's what's necessary. So just plot the numbers. I, I, I can't say that one thing, but I would just, for mm-hmm. me, for what has worked well for us is just organization and being prepared, looking at the numbers, and then just finding out where people come from and then doubling down and tripling down on whatever it is that that the numbers tell us to do.
1: Yeah, so we should always look at the numbers and, I mean, which channel produce more more numbers or more bring more customers or clients. Then you can focus in that particular area and, and invest there more. Yeah. Now, Jonathan, let's look at this. Um, now, we'll be able to get a base yeah, customer-client Based. How do we ensure that we have repeat business? You mentioned something of consistency. So, so how do we ensure that we get repeat business and eventually able to sell our customers some other line of products and services we offer?
0: So, so you're basically asking like, how do you get them into a funnel? Um, yes. So, so you're so do you want to know how to sell your customers um, more products or more products and services? Okay, so you have a base co- uh, of customers and sell them and you want to like maybe you have like cons- uh, consulting services and marketing services or something like that, right? Right. Okay, got it. Um, you know, that's that's kind of hard. That's kind of hard to do. Um, what I would say is, I mean, this, so I, I'm going to go in, in this direction first mm-hmm. and, and give you like a real life example. So we've asked that question to our clients and we said to them, you know, is there anything more that we could do for you? Right. Is there anything Mm -hmm. like, would you actually want to have this particular service if we decide to offer it? And a lot of our clients have actually said, no, we don't like, we, we would like to have a service, but we don't need you to do it. So I would say Mm -hmm. from that feedback from our customers, and then I'll give feedback to you and your audience. Um, if you have all these different services, then how are you going to be specialized into one thing so mm-hmm. I'll, I'll give you another example when Penji first started right, we did design and development, so we would do unlimited graphic design and unlimited development all at three hundred and forty nine dollars a month. I actually think it was more I think the pricing wasn't mm-hmm. it, wasn't right and we've realized that, like, how are you different? Like, you're not special mm-hmm. when sure. you offer so many different things. But if you were the guy that does business consulting for insurance agents, right, or if you are the girl, the woman that um, is a professional consultant for big Fortune 500 companies, right, You have a specialization, right? There's a reason why people would hire you if they are an insurance agent or if they are a Fortune 500 company. So I would say like don't – you don't have to sell more services. If anything, you should sell less and focus on your core product Um, and then – you know, if you want to expand your service offerings from there, you can, but you have to focus on your core system first, and then you can unleash other aspects of it. But that, to me, is way more. I think a lot of companies, and a lot of startups, and businesses, they try to do too much, and mm-hmm. they should stay focused and 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 just dr- singular-minded and fixated on that one thing and that one thing only.
1: Okay, so that's kind of a, a brand positioning and not to spread too things too fast, um, to, to lose your, 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 your value in the marketplace. They should know you for one specific thing or two specific things that you are so great at. They can think of you as top of mind brands in area of your product or service. Yeah. Awesome. Now, with this said, uh, Jonathan, let's look at, I've got a client base, uh, customer base, uh, of X amount. I know every year I can break even or make this amount of sales how then which process can i use again to keep on scaling up my customer base should i use the same process of using the same i mean uh, queries questions uh, funnel process or how best after you have after you had your base rate of customers made for the first round of your service how do you consistently get more customers or clients
0: mm-hmm. it's it's about consistency and having a proper routine because it's not going to happen overnight, right? Like y- mm-hmm. you're not going to you're not going to wake up one day and all of your clients are going. you're going to start doubling and tripling and quadrupling right for, <laughs> for I mean although, that would be amazing. and we, we, we would all love that, but it's just not <laughs> possible. So what I've found personally, this is just me personally telling you this story, is what I've found is when we get the most customers in, in a day or in a week or in a month, it's because we're we were prepared, and we knew what we were doing throughout the day, and throughout the week, and throughout the month. So, what we do in our business is that we have things scheduled and organized where we know what we're doing already in until December. So every month mm-hmm. we're going to we know exactly what we need to do. So July, okay, July's um, so June was all about creating better processes and procedures. And every single day that we came into work, it had to do with some aspect and some theme of processes and procedures. July is all about advertisements, for example, right? Mm. What can we do every single day that gets us in front of our target audience? So is that creating better content? Is that creating better um, advertisements? What do the advertisements look like? What is on our website that – can we create case studies around this? So like what I would recommend to people that want to scale up is having a plan and sticking to that plan 100% and stop worrying about the small stuff. Nobody cares about your emails, right? If if that email that is currently in your inbox – I guarantee you that if you believe that that email doesn't have to be answered um, right now, this very instant, it could probably wait 24 to 48 hours. <laughs> it doesn't need to be answered right now. But you choose to answer that and you choose to let that affect your day because some reasoning, that some, some existential reasoning that you just want to do it. But that five minutes of time that you're using to waste waste your time on sending that email, you could be spending it on customer acquisition. So I feel like we as humans, we always fill our day with crap that you don't need to do, but you (laughs) do it anyways. Um, So you're laughing, so so you know what I'm talking about.
1: (laughs) Right. You know exactly
0: what I'm talking about. Um, It happens, right? I do it too sometimes. But if you could just stay fixated and focused and just – Know what your task is and stick to it. Write it down on a piece of paper and only do that. I guarantee you that you will, you will, all, you will see your results skyrocket and your customers will start to increase just by focusing on one thing.
1: Awesome, so the take home lesson here is that uh, don't don 't the us uh, focus on that that which works the most important thing for your day day activities for your business and your brand. What works? stick to it and be consistent now Jonathan, let 's flip to um Penji tell us more about Penji your services that you offer and how uh, listeners can i mean subscribe or make take, make, make the most of Penji
0: absolutely so if we're in on demand uh, graphic design membership all at one flat monthly rate. And so if you are listening right now and you feel as if that you like what I say and and you believe in the things that I believe in, I would highly recommend going over to penji.co and just checking us out and see if we're a right fit. We work primarily with entrepreneurs, marketing agencies, In internal marketing companies or internal marketing teams of large companies. So if you need a logo done, if you need a marketing materials, maybe you have a lot of content that you need for social media. Um, Mm -hmm. Maybe you need like a brand guideline or a one-sheeter or or a a website or an app design. Any of these things that you need designed for you and you're spending time, your time – creating your own assets, whether it's through Photoshop or Canva or whatever it is, there's an on-demand solution that's perfect in order for you to get your time back. Um, so stop wasting your time on things that don't aren't needed and put your time and allocate your time to get more customers, to grow your business. And that's where Penji comes in. So our website is penji.co, P-E-N-J-I.co um, we're $349 a month. So it's not necessarily the, the most, it's not the cheapest thing in the world to some, um, but it's also a really Mm -hmm. affordable solution to others. So, um, but we can complete anywhere between 10 to 20, uh, designs all on a monthly basis. So if your business is starting out, you could get a logo and you can get a Facebook cover photo and a letterhead and, brand anything you need to get your business started you can get it for $349 a month most people charge $349 just for one logo but you can do it you can get that and then some um and if you're an agency we can work with your clients we can work with your with all of your clients so no matter who it is we can give them branded content that's suited around their brand so um yeah 349 a month penji.co
1: all right, so, uh, one of the things I tell startup entrepreneurs is that, you know, you need to really focus on what you are great at, what you can be good at too, so that you don't waste your time doing other unnecessary things, which are time demanding, which don't, isn't going to bring you more revenue. So like things like that, you just need to outsource. So you sign up at co, you, they run all your professional branding service for you, then you can focus on the actual business that you really want to excel and scale. Exactly. And I think penji have, 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 have made this, I mean, quite easier for, of people to take advantage of that, so you just go to penji.co. Okay, so um, as a runner, Jonathan, what would be your billion dollar advice to the world in the area of customer acquisition, clients, and branding?
0: Piece of advice that I would give for a customer acquisition. Um, I would say, other than the advice that I already gave, because I think all of it is relevant to acquisition I want to say, I want to try and give <laughs> like, something a little bit different all right. don't try to force a, a brand don't try to force don't try to create a brand you yourself uh, that's what the advice would be um, mm. so don't try to create a brand or uh, for, by, uh, that's all from your own head let your customers dictate your brand um, and I'll give mm. you a perfect example. When we first started, we thought that our business was going to be centered uh, was going to be selling to agencies uh, excuse me to startups. so we thought when we first started that we would only sell to startups That's and we were so wrong, and we catered our language on our website to startups we catered our branding to startups because we wanted to be that young hip company. Mm. And mm-hmm. what we realize is that the market doesn't like that. our customers don't give a crap about that. What they care is what they care about is that we 're polished, that we 're professional, mm-hmm. that we 're on time, that we 're online when they are, so they don't care about the lingo of of, of startups. They just want us <laughs> to be they want us to be adults, and we were told that you know we were given that feedback. From our customers, like we asked them, why did you choose Penji? And they told us, what do you like about Penji? They told us. And so we had our customers dictate the brand and not ourselves.
1: Amazing. Amazing. Awesome. All right, so this half how far time can enable us to go on the subject of customer acquisition and brand and with um, Jonathan of uh, Penji.co Jonathan, thank you so much for your time, and I really appreciate um, your time sharing inside of their listeners, and I hope they find this really, really resourceful, and head over to pengu.co to sign up for these resources that are going to help their brands and the business to scale up.
0: Awesome. Thanks, Brian.
1: <laughs> the best is yours. My name is Bennett Kelvin-Clive. For books to inspire you to build your brand, your business, and to live your dreams, go to Amazon.com and search for Bernard Kelvin-Clive. That's Amazon.com and search for Bennett Cumming Clive and get all my 35 plus books to inspire you to live your dreams. The best is yours.